You're listening to God's Plan Is Now with your hosts, Russ and Michaela. Good morning, everybody, and happy Monday. You're listening to God's Plan Is Now with Russ and Michaela. I hope you all had a great weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know about you guys, but I, um, I actually had a really great weekend. As you know, my son came back this past Friday uh, from custody agreements again every other week. So he starts to come back last Friday with us and uh, Saturdays just hung around the house, kind of, sort of, we call it a, a relaxing day, I guess you what you call it, and uh, just kind of played some games and um, watched some movies and stuff. But Sunday was the biggest highlight. We actually went to the uh, South Carolina Charleston Aquarium. It's actually a really, really cool aquarium. It's not a big, big aquarium like the one in Atlanta, Georgia, but it's it's a very good aquarium. It's got just the right amount of fish and stuff that you can do. Just a <laughs> cool little getaway for the day type of thing. And it was so funny. We were we were sitting there and uh, we pulled into the garage parking lot to park the car, and it started to monsoon. Boosh, the rain just came. Mm. So we stood there and we waited for about ten minutes, fifteen minutes for the rain to kind of back off a little bit, and it did. So naturally, we only had one umbrella. We had no raincoats. You know, living in the south down here, the weather is very unpredictable. You could bring an umbrella for the day and it not rain. Not grab an umbrella and it rains. So uh, my wife and my son, I said, you guys use the umbrella. And uh, I'm wearing uh, my fishing shirt, uh, which is waterproof, which is really cool. Uh, the water just kind of beads up and falls down on you. But um, I did learn, though, that that whole water falling on you and it running off your shoulder and back and not really hurting you <laughs> only works if it's just a little bit of rain. <laughs> By the time we walked from the garage to the entrance of the aquarium, which is probably about two miles, maybe a mile, we'll say a mile, I was soaked from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And so my wife looked at me and she laughed. I said, uh, <laughs> I asked the woman, she was handing me a paper towel to wipe my face off because I was soaked. She said, uh, she said, here you go, sir. I said, thank you, man. I said, this is going to sound like a weird question to ask. He said, but do y'all sell ponchos? <laughs> but we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. And my son, he got to see the divers. He loves to see the divers go in the water. And they talk to you. They wave. And you can take pictures with them. And he loves to uh, hold the starfish. And he, that's, he loves the little pet tank they have there, the touch tank. Uh, which, by the way, if you've not watched... Uh, Finding Dory, it totally enlightens your whole mindset of that because those kids are like, oh, I want to touch, 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 touch. So, yeah, I could, uh, I feel for those little sea creatures, those poor little creatures. They get poked and prodded all day. But how was your weekend, Michaela? And that's about mine. Oh, okay. Uh, Saturday was, you know, clean day. Sunday we celebrated. Um, Jujube's uh, 12th birthday. Oh, well. Happy belated birthday. I didn't know that. See? <laughs> All behind the times over here. How old did they turn? Or twelve. Say? Ooh, twelve. That's, that's a pretty age, too. Right before you become a teenager. It's like it's your last year for you to say, I'm a kid. Let me be a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. You hit that 13 age, and it's like your mindset just changed. Bloop, I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, really? <laughs> it's like... I know more than you do. I've lived longer than you have. And they're talking to their parents. I tell you what. And I'm oh always speaking from a bit of experience. <laughs> oh, to be a kid again. I'll tell you what. It's, it's so funny because my mom and dad told me, take your time. Don't rush. Enjoy being a kid. And what did I want to do? I wanted to be an adult. Now that I'm an adult, gosh, I wish I was a kid again. Mm. <laughs> tell you what. 
That's actually a good question to ask. A question I think actually we might do that for our next ask segment to ask our fans. Uh, do you want to be a kid again if you had a choice? If you had the real, true ability, whether you want to call it another second chance in life or genie finding you, uh, would you choose to go back and become a kid again if you had the choice? That's going to be a cool thing. If you go to Ask FM, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> to Ask FM, ask .fm forward slash gpen238. It's Monday morning. My coffee's not kicked in yet, so I apologize, but... You go to ask.fm forward slash gpin238 you will find that our question will be on there and we are going to ask the question if you could be a kid again would you choose to be a kid interesting question i think uh, a lot of our fans i can't wait to see their their answers on that so that's going to be awesome so All right. Well, it's time for Ask Us, our segment that we have where we give the fans, uh, the followers, the likers, the subscribers, I can't think of any other terminology that you'd use for it, where they get to go to our ask.fm forward slash GPIN 238 and ask us questions. And we have some very good questions, actually. Uh, we are getting a lot of questions over the weekend uh, and last week. Uh, oh. Michaela and I have uh, modified our schedule for the podcast to be Mondays and Fridays for right now, starting off. Uh, we feel like that's a good little segment to do uh-huh. that's balancing in our lives right now. So Mondays and Fridays, you'll be able to listen to the podcast on a total of, wait for it, uh, a total of nine podcasting stations. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you are a follower of any of those apps, you can download those apps, look for God's Plan is Now, and you can find us. So back to the questions. <clears throat> the first question they ask, and this is actually my favorite one probably out of all of them. <laughs> What's your favorite late night snack? So before I became a diabetic, I'll speak first. I'll let Michaela go. So it gives her time to think about her answer. But my late night snack before I became a diabetic would have been chips and dip. Um, Helluve makes this brand of French onion dip that is to die for. It's so good. Probably one of the reasons why I'm a diabetic right now. Um, That's not true, though. But uh, I don't want Helluve to send me a letter saying you're accusing us of putting you in diabetics. That's not what I'm saying. But um, more genetics than it is chips and dip but now i would have to say my i wouldn't say it's my favorite it's it's my favorite because i can't have chips and dip that's how i'm gonna phrase it it's my favorite because i can't have chips and dip it's pork rinds and sour cream that has turned into my new chips and dip so that's kind of a nice little thing so <laughs> but what is your late night snack Michaela? or your favorite late night snack uh it's tied between two one is cheese and crackers by rick and the other one is um chips like you oh see that's i think it's a very cool Mm go-to snack uh when we were growing up as kids i can remember the doctors telling my mom and dad you know they don't need potato chips junk food and all that was basically was was potatoes oil and salt that's all it really was. Mm-hmm. And so now they have all this, these chips that have these preservatives in them and these uh, artificial flavors mm-hmm. and all this other stuff they put in there. And then the doctors are saying, they don't need to be eating that. That's junk food. They need to be eating organic chips. Well, look at the back of the organic chips. Guess what they are? Potato, oil, and salt. The same thing we had when we were kids. <laughs> but they're remarketing and saying it's organic, so it's better for you. So, yeah. Nobody really knows what's good for you except God. That's the way I look at it. So, our next question would be, ooh, what would be harder for you 
to tell someone you love them or that you do not love them back? That is a very good question. Um, I would have to say the hardest part for me would be to tell someone that I love them because mm-hmm. I would be concerned that they didn't love me and then I would feel rejected. That would probably be the hardest thing for me to tell someone that, you know, I love you because it's a chance you're taking that they're not going to love you back. So I don't know about Michaela on you, but how do you feel about that? I feel the exact same because I can handle rejection. If it's not, it's just, I don't want to say it and then you don't. I mean, I, I feel stupid. But then again, God does love us. That scripture says God, we love him because he loved us first. So trying to follow after the Father. But um, yes, I would say the same thing Russ would because I can handle rejection, but not if I'm skin deep. <laughs> if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? I would be a Dodge Charger. And the reason why I would be a Dodge Charger for is because they are the opposite of me, fast and fit. What would you have to say about that, Michaela? I'm not a car expert. <laughs> You're not a car expert? Okay. Oh, so I, um, <laughs> um, so, but, uh, people have told me that I have a big heart and that I usually carry, and I know my friends always say, why have you always been so philosophical with every answer we give you? I'm like, I'm sorry, I just do. <laughs> They say I carry people, so I would say a truck because I am always Ooh, okay. carrying things for people and helping people out. So I guess we could go further and say, what truck would you be? No, that's actually a question. I'm about to say, I don't know <laughs> what kind of truck. No. And I'm not going to say the answer because that will probably pit a lot of our fans against each other. That's not what we want. The fact that I said Dodge Chargers, people are probably thinking immediately, oh, he's a Dodge fan. And ironically, I'm actually not a Dodge fan. And, uh, the reason why I picked Dodge Charger for it is because of the Transformers movie. I just like the way that car looked. That's that's the only reason why I said Dodge Charger, because of Bumblebee. Um, and I know that they're probably thinking, really? That's, that's the only reason why? And I'm like, yeah, that's the only reason why. Next question is, uh, what is our opinion on Justin Bieber? Oh, oh boy. Did he, do, did he do something recently for this question to come up? Because that was kind of an off-the-wall question there. Oh, um, I guess if I could answer this question honestly, I don't know the guy personally to say if I hate him or not, or what's my opinion on him. Uh, I tend to not judge anyone without actually sitting down and talking to them and getting to know them. Uh, I find that it's just something that I have to do because I really can't develop an opinion on someone that I've never met. And uh, I don't always believe what I hear in the news. Uh, Ironically, I don't even watch the news that much because it's lately just been so depressing and so negative and I kind of felt like, why would I want to watch it? But that makes me feel sad. So. Uh, to answer that question, I really can't give an answer. Question? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Michaela, do you want to take a tackle of that one? As my grandfather used to say, um, he says, I don't like him, but I don't not like him. Because ah, I so don't like, know I them. Oh, okay. So that's basically my answer. I don't like him, but I don't not like him because I do not know him. And I agree with Russ. I don't really look at the movies either. So... It makes me kind of wonder something happened recently for that question I to know. come up. <laughs> something went down and we missed it. We got like, we'll be on the news a little bit later looking at news. What happened mm-hmm. to Justin Bieber? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it could be the fact that maybe they just want to see if we're fans of Justin Bieber. Unfortunately, I uh, I cannot tell you right now, I'm, I'm old school. I, I did not grow up during the Bieber phase. Um, but Kayla, I don't know if that was, was you in the Bieber phase? Uh, I don't know. I, no, I never had a Bieber phase. Okay. I mean, the first time I heard of him, I'm like, oh, he sounds pretty cool. But then 
apparently he was doing some things. I'm like, well, I mean, it's the celebrity life, so. I mean, and based, if you base things off, I guess in the way, if I base it off of what he's done and what the news has shown, I would say he's probably not a good kid just based off the news. But then again, you know, the news has never been right about things, you know, and my pastor's always told mm-hmm. me multiple times, you can't always believe what you hear. You need to sometimes look for these and research it yourself. So that's mm-hmm. just my thought on it. Ah, moving on to the next question. That was interesting. Hopefully we answered your question, Mr. and Mrs. Anonymous. And hopefully we've answered everybody else's question according to what they want uh, previously. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next question that's been asked by Mr. and Mrs. Anonymous is, who do you miss? Ooh. Okay. Wow. Well, if it's, if I assume this could go based off of people that are no longer living mm-hmm. or maybe people that aren't near you. Um, people, I would I'm going to go for people who are not living in my life. Uh, I would say there are actually a few people that I miss uh, that were huge factors in my life. First off would be my Aunt Kay. Uh, she used to watch us on the weekends or on the weekdays when we were out for school um, while my grandma was working at her job because my Aunt Kay was able to stay home. And she was the one that uh, got me on fried bologna sandwiches. Oh my gosh. She made the best fried bologna sandwiches. I don't even know what she did to it. Um, my mom said all she would do is fry the bologna up in the microwave, put it on a piece of bread, and we'd eat it. But I swear it had more than that involved to it, though. But I was also like eight or nine at the time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and the fact that she actually introduced me to Gilligan's Island, uh, which I'm a huge fan of Gilligan's Island because she used to love watching that show. And I can remember our mornings waking up and we turn on the, the tube or the monitor, we called it, growing up. And uh, she'd sit there with a fried bologna sandwich and we'd be eating that and uh, watching Gilligan's Island, a timely classic. Um, <laughs> The second person that I would say that I miss uh, in my life uh, following my Aunt Kay passing away with my Aunt Rini, uh, she was actually from England, believe it or not. And she sounded a lot like you, Michaela. Uh, <laughs> I guess everybody from England sounds a lot like you, though. But <laughs> uh, Actually, be careful. Well, no, That's an offensive they, they, thing because everybody they, has different They dialects. have different accents, yes. They do have different accents over there in the UK. I've learned a lot about the United Kingdom culture from Michaela and some of our friends and our other projects. So I do say with respect, like over here, I've learned that the South don't want to be compared to the North and the North don't want to be compared to the South. Well, that <laughs> apparently works in other countries as well, too. But she was from England. I don't know which part of England she was from, but she was very proper and she was very educated, very smart woman. And um, I was uh, nine or 10 when she started to actually teach me at school. She was my actual school teacher. And I'll tell you what, I've never had a school teacher that was harder on me than anybody else. And she was my aunt. You thought mm-hmm, she would have been easier mm-hmm. on me, but uh, but actually mm-hmm. she helped me out a lot with my writing and my artistic abilities. She helped me to hone in on a lot of things in my life that I actually use now, even as an adult. Um, how I look at things, how I focus, and how I try to process the stuff I got from her. So she was a big aspect for me uh, in my school, and I was truly blessed to be able to um, uh, get to know her. Uh, as an aunt and to learn about what I do know about her. And uh, the last person I probably would have to say, and the only reason why these three people right now are my top three, because these are the three people that are not in my life anymore that had a huge impact on me would be my granddad. Um, he probably had the biggest impact on me and my dad's dad. Um, I never really got to visit with him that much because they lived in Virginia and I was living in Georgia. And of course, when I was little, he was always a man of few words. And you know, when he did speak, he usually had wisdom involved in it. And of course, as a kid, we take wisdom and just throw it out the door. I think, yeah, right. We know more than you do, type of thing. But um, but now that I'm older, I would like to have, uh, if I could go back in time and redo all that over again, I think I would like to have gotten to know him a lot more. Because apparently, after he passed, my grandmother and I uh, got to be closer because she actually came out here to live near us. 
and come to find out my granddad and I had a lot more in common than what I knew. So yeah, that was kind of one of them things, but who do you miss, Michaela, if you had to answer that question? Um, it would have to be my grandfather. Um, mm. He was my best friend. He was the one that really helped me get out of most of my shell that I used to be. I mean, I'm still in the shell because I'm an introvert, but it's not as grand as it uh, But yeah, I miss him a lot because I, you know, when you just have that person, you could just talk to him about anything. And yeah. it, 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 it was one of those type of relationships. He was not perfect, but he was a very, very And uh, yeah, I miss um, my grandfather. He was a very, very good person. He went that extra mile for just anybody. He really taught me how to be um, a really good independent person, as well as <laughs> he taught me about men. <laughs> hey, smart man there. That's, yeah. that's, that's something you need. A lot of people need to do as adults is to teach their kids about the opposite because it's, it's something we need to know. So, yeah, especially uh, men. It's funny. Men behave the way they do because they were kids at one time and they know what they mm -hmm. used to do so mm -hmm. i always i always find that uh fascinating that a, a granddad or even a father can try to educate their daughters about what men are like because i guess they they were like themselves at one time yeah his famous line was learn to say you're sorry yes <laughs> for yes. nothing you did oh yes He's like, yes. if you want peace, you're going to have to learn because later he'll come back and say, you know what, you're right. And don't yep. say, I told you so. I'm oh, like, my gosh, yes. <laughs> they do not like that at all. I don't. I, I say they as like I'm not one of them, but yes, I know. Like that. <laughs> you just get a um, But yeah, the whole I told you so comment, I, I honestly don't think that works with anybody, male or female. Nobody likes well, that. I, I don't say I told you so. Only it depends on the person. It depends on the person. Like if it's somebody who needs to hear that, then they do. But I usually don't say I told you so because I grew up with I told you so and uh, I didn't like hearing that. So no, I usually don't say I told you so. Yeah, I, I find that it's it's way it's a way to take a conversation that's actually a good one, especially when somebody comes to you and admits that they did something wrong. And by sitting there and saying, well, I told you so, it's kind of like you just basically took that one moment that they had of enlightenment and where they thought you were actually a good, decent person because you advised mm -hmm. them on a matter and you basically just threw out every single enlightenment that you had up the mm -hmm. door, boop, you know. So. I feel like it's like if someone's coming to you and admitting that they were wrong, I feel that's an open door for you guys mm -hmm. to have that heart to heart. I feel like if mm -hmm. you say, I told you so, it's like, there goes your opportunity. <laughs> yep, you're right. There goes every ounce of respect I had for you out the door, bloop. Because mm -hmm. that's basically what I think when somebody says, well, I told you so, I'm like, and there it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> God forgive me. Uh, if you have more questions <laughs> about God's plan as now, then check out ask.fm forward slash GPIN 238 for any questions you may have. And you can ask anonymously as well, too. Thank you all so much for those questions. All right, moving in our fun fact for the day. Yay. So this is very cool. As you guys know, past episodes, we do this every episode because I find it fascinating. If there's anything cool about a certain day or cool about anything. And today's fun fact is actually something 
that I'm very uh, shocked on. But at the same time, too, as well, it's like kind of cool. But it says 34% of single people find it most romantic when their date plans a surprise activity for the first date, a survey found. So I can see that, you know, when I was single, I wanted to have a surprise activity as well, too. So that makes perfect sense. I guess what I'm actually really shocked on is the number. It says only 34% of single people. Now, I know there's a lot more people than 34%. So that's just kind of strange that I'm well, probably because they're hopeless romantics like me and they like it kind of cliche. Because yeah. even though um, it's cliche, we still like that stuff. Yeah, that's true. And at the same time, too, I'll bet you a lot of these answers, they asked a lot of people, they probably just said no because they were too embarrassed to say yes. Because I yeah, still think that, I think that percentage should be a little bit higher. I mean, that's 66% of the people that say they don't really want a surprise activity for the first date. Well, so sometimes people like being planned. Yes. Because like, we live in a society where every day is scheduled for something. Mm-hmm. I'm so the same maybe way. That could be it. Yeah, I'm guilty. I of mean, that right I there. am, I am to an extent. But if it comes to a date, I mean, as long as we're not doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> Uh, my, 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 uh, if I was to be single again, and I am the way I am now, and my surprise date was to try to surprise an activity, my, knowing my luck, she would be taking me to the ice cream store, knowing that I can't have ice cream because I'm a diabetic. That would be a very bad, <laughs> that would be a bad situation. Would I eat the ice cream or would I say, I'm sorry, I'm a diabetic? So, ooh, another good question. If you were to go on a surprise date with somebody and you could not have something, would you have it or would you tell them you couldn't have it? I tell them I couldn't because I don't want to die. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what. It's like, do I choose the ice cream or do I choose death? This sounds like a William Shakespeare play turning out right now. <laughs> to be or not to be. To be question. ice cream or not ice cream. That's just the question. To death, do the air, do not air. Oh, oh boy. God. Fun facts for you. That I know you're going to love, Michaela, because I just know Michaela really well. Like I said, we've been friends for a long time now. And it's a Ooh. riddle website. Ooh, so oh, I know you love boy. riddles. So I'm well, going to ask you. on what category? Uh, um, that's actually the cool thing. Go. It's 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 a category of everything, really. It's just uh, brain teasers is all they really are. Uh, and you can actually go to riddlesbrainteasers.com and actually look for this. This is where I'm actually going to right now if you want to actually do this yourself. So it's actually really cool. Uh, it's the we got walk on a, on the living, a word of weather, longer with a letter removed, a woman in a boat. Uh, so you got a lot of different categories on here. We're going to do walk on the living. Uh, it actually goes like this. Walk on the living, they don't even mumble. Walk on the dead, they mutter and grumble. What are they? Um, um, I want to say in a retirement home, but at the same time, I don't. Um, um, it's saying that they are leaves. They're soft and silent when they're alive, but crunchy when dead. That's actually pretty cool. I like that one. That? Walk, walk on the living, they don't even mumble. Walk on the dead, they mutter and grumble. Okay, I get it. Wow. It took me a while to figure that one out. That's uh, wow, my mind went so morbid. No, it's wow. okay. Well, I mean, technically speaking, the leaves are dead. So, I mean, really, there is some death That's to that so involved. So. Well, it's kind of a trick one because you figure walk on the living immediately, you're thinking of life, and then just walk on the dead, you're thinking of a dead body. That's, you said retirement hold. <laughs> I know how they treat old people in there. I'm sorry, my no, mind was like. I, just, I immediately hey, started thinking of walking over old people. Oh my gosh, my mind is so good at self I am so sorry. 
It's okay. Wow. I just, you said I would. I, when you said that I didn't click until after I read the answer, I'm like, wait, did you say retired at home? Yes, I did. God forgive me, Kayla. She does not know what she says. No, I do not. I was like, oh. wait, what? Oh, wow. So the next one is find this eight letter word. The first four letters are a variation of the weather. The third through seventh letters give support, but also could use when someone is executed. And the last three letters forms the name of a person. What's the word? Oh, wow. Okay. The first four letters are a variation of the weather. The third through seventh letters give support, but also could use when someone is executed. And the last three letters forms the name of a person. What's the word? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to know this one, so I'm going to look at the answer. I'll let Michaela <clears throat> sweat it for a little bit here. Uh, oh, I see what the they're doing. Oh, the that's... The one is throwing me off. I yeah, I, I think... It. Yeah, this is... this is Okay, I see what they're doing. This is kind of... This almost looks like a joke more than it is a riddle, is what this is. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if... I, I wouldn't have guessed this. That's just... I would have given up. Um, it's... You would have to write this down probably and break it down with each category. What's the first four letters or a variation of the weather? So what's a four-letter word? Hot? That's... Not hot. Um, uh, it's more like what's the weather? Uh, like, um, well, I don't even know if you would use this word. But like we have it down here. It's called mist. Like the off mist up there. Like, you know what that means? Mist. Mm -hmm. Well, the first four letters are the variation of the weather, which is mist. The third through the seventh letters give support. Misty mountains. It's actually the word mistaken. Mist is the variation of the weather. Stake, a tent stake. Oh, when someone is burned at the stake. And then Ken, a person's name. I, I would never have got it. So, yeah. Those are some hard riddles. That's some really hard riddles. That, wow. I'm done. <laughs> Michaela's like, okay, I hate riddles. No more riddles. <laughs> I can do one more all right, let's see here. It's not oh. going to guarantee I'll get it here. <laughs> what seven-letter word becomes longer when you remove a letter? Oh, this is these are corny jokes. This is funny. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a word. I, I guess, I, yeah, it is I'm a word. I'm not answering it. What is it? It's, it's lounger. Lounger is the word. Because if you remove the U to make the word longer. Oh, that? <laughs> That's kind uh, of a hidden joke. joke. That's a hidden. Yeah, I think there's riddles and more jokes. But it's still cool. Something to kind of catch your friends. Get a little conversational piece. Ah, for mm -hmm. a first date. You want to surprise your first date? Bring some riddles to the date. There you go. That'll totally catch up the surprise. Don't say the last, <laughs> last two. Don't say the last. That would be no. a major. Like, yeah, that would be oh, a major. Yo, weird. <laughs> Especially the steak. When I saw that, I'm like, that is really kind of like. Yeah, that's very morbid. The execution yeah. part. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, I definitely didn't think that it was like that when I read that one out loud, but hey, that's what it is. Always sounds different when you say it out loud. That's right. That's right. Let's move into something more positive and let's get with today's lessons because we totally mm -hmm. need to get out of that last little. Two, two, yeah. two segments were about morbid stuff. That's, uh, that's pretty... Uh, Wow, it's about it? to get dark. Yeah, it is. We're going to have to turn the light on here. You know, shed some light on the situation. Let's see. <laughs> All right. So the lesson today basically is something that I don't even have scripture to go with this. It's just something I felt like God was laying on my heart today. And uh, and one thing that Michaela and I try to do when it comes time for these lessons is to just truly follow our hearts 
and our spirits and let God just kind of guide us uh, to the message he wants us to go with. And, and I may find some scriptures along the way when I do this, but I, I feel like as humans, we're going so fast in this world, you know, that we're missing what God wants for us so much. And we're missing the opportunities that God has given for us. It's kind of like that whole thing when, you know, you're driving so fast, you're trying to reach a destination that you're missing all the cool little sites and stores and things on the side of the road, you know, that you could possibly have stopped in and found things that maybe reminded you of your childhood. Or you may have stopped at this one place and reminded you of a family or a friend, a friend that you maybe haven't communicated with a long time. These are things that happen on a day-to-day basis all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've often wondered, you know, how many times do we do that and we're missing things that God wants us to experience? Um, I don't know, you know, where God is going to be taking us with this lesson, but I feel that, you know, we're getting more distracted in these days than ever before, especially with the modern day of technology. You know, technology is taking over our mind, our kids. You'll sit down at dinner time at a restaurant, and it, it's something that's inspired me to change our eating habits here at my own house. But you sit down and you see a husband and a wife eating at a dinner table, and they're on their phones, no communicating with each other. And then you see another table where a husband and wife and their two kids are at the table and they're sitting there on their phones, not communicating. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, technology has really and truly taken a hold of society now. And I'm not saying technology is bad because, I mean, obviously we had a form of technology when we were kids, but we balanced it out. And that's what's wrong is people are not balancing the technology in their life. It's taking over everything. So I told my wife and I said, from now on, we'll eat dinner. We're all electronics are not at the table. You know, turn, TVs turned off, iPads in the room, TVs. I actually have this cool little app. I hit this button and it turns off all the internet in the house. Kind of reminds me of that commercial for one of the other major internet companies <laughs> that does that. And I wonder sometimes if God could truly do that to us, if we could just turn off the, the stuff that makes us busy. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, what happened? You know, then would we really and truly, you know, see what he has for us? You know, God never wanted us to have a distant relationship with him. Even in the Bible, it talked about him and Adam walking in the garden. You know, you look philosophical-wise and you look at the studies and scriptures of that wording in general. In my mind, in my opinion, I believe it means they had a relationship. You know, when you go to walk with somebody, you don't just go walk with them just to walk. You walk because you want to get to know them. You talk, catch up. How are you doing, man? How's things been in the garden? Things have been doing great. You know, and he never wanted that. He wanted us to have that one-on-one connection with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet that if you were to look deep into the distractions, that you will find the devil's handprints all over it. Because the devil knows if he can put some distance between us and God with modern day things. And again, I'm not saying that you can't have modern things. It just goes back to being a balance. And there's multiple scripture references. And unfortunately, I, I tried to find some in my mind with ADHD Which mode. One? Uh, the ba- trying to think. Uh, there's one that I was trying to find in my, my brain <clears throat> ADHD where it talks about how there, there's, there's got to be a balance in life. You know, the, the Bible talks about how you've got to, you know, set aside some time for yourself and then set aside some time for God. Yeah, and I cannot find that scripture. I even tried searching it like that. And I will find it. And if I do find it, I'll post it on the Hold Facebook on, page. I'm, I'm looking in my Bible. Um... Because I know that the Bible says that we are to try. There's, there's, there's a scripture we are supposed to keep ourselves busy not oh, basically I think wait I found it. oh cool see and proverbs uh proverbs 11 one because i actually like um when i see the way my rival looks one day you can see it um proverbs 11 one a false balance is an abomination to the world just as a weight that's it that's the one thank you so much see that's how i know that that's how i know that michaela and i are our god sent messengers because 
the fact that she had that. I've been looking all over for that for the last few days, and I wasn't able to find it. I should have just gone straight to Michaela and asked her. That's my fault. But no, that's okay. But it does. But it does say that in the Bible, though. So we see that right there in itself is mm-hmm. God's to understand that we have to have balance. You know, we mm-hmm. have to. God never wants us to not have a life, because even He says, you know, you have to basically keep yourselves busy until I come back. You know, because there were people that were seriously just waiting for God to return. I mean, they really were. They were waiting. He's like, why are you waiting for me? You know, go live your life. Go do things. Go spread my message. Go do this. Go do that. Live your life fully to the full extent you can, and then I'll come back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's important. God is important in our life, and having time with Him is the best thing we can do. And again, I'm preaching to myself, too, because there was a time I literally had so much time allotted each day for God. And, and I, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but unfortunately, I allowed for daily things to get in the way. And, and they're not bad things. They're just things you wouldn't expect, you know, chores, dishes, uh, cooking, breakfast, you know, uh, reading uh, 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 an inspirational message on the website. Granted, yes, all these things are not bad things, but they are things that are taking away from that time that I did have designated for God. And, and you know, God is important in our life. And that, that means having time with him is the best thing we can do. Um, I've always allowed for a certain amount of time in my life each day to focus on God because we have to focus on God more and what he has mm-hmm. for us. Because if we don't really and truly have that one-on-one relationship with God, there's things you're going to miss. Now, I know people are like, well, God doesn't speak to me. God doesn't talk to me. So how am I going to know what I'm missing? Sometimes things in life, God knows the end to all things. The Bible says it. it's going to happen to us before it happens. So in essence, what we truly have to do is we just have to be still, meditate on the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's when God communicates with us, whether he talks to us in a formal voice or he finds a scripture and quickens your spirit so that you're able to know what God has had for you. That's what he wants. We need to focus on God. More. And also, and also, um, I was listening to this prophet. And uh, he was talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. Mm. And one of the main things he said was, how are you supposed to hear from God if you don't set apart time to listen? Yep. And God's the same way. God's not going to come to us and tell us what not to do with our time, not to do this, not to do that. He's not going to do that. God knows that he says, I'm here when you need me. I'm here when you need strength. I am your right hand. I am. And unfortunately, the devil knows if he can put technology in our hands, that's it, you know? And so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to start with 15 minutes a day. Uh, and I know you're thinking that's all because a lot of people are like, oh, I wanna devote this much time, this much time. It has to start small. I've learned in my own life that when you try to start too big, it can be overwhelming. But if you start small and you just start for 30 days, Zig Ziglar always said that we are creatures of habit. And once you start a habit, it will stick with us. So for 30 days, I'm gonna do a 15 minutes a day for God. And then after those 30 days, then I'm going to move to 30 minutes a day by increasing it by 15 more minutes. And that's what I'm going to do because I find that and really and truly 15 minutes a day with God is not a lot of time. But for him, it's better than nothing at all. God will take whatever he can get from us. He is happy when we have that time for him because ultimately he created us for us to choose to love him. That's all God really wants. God wants to be loved and God wants to be appreciated. He wants to be looked at as a a, a person who is loving, kind, and caring. Because if he didn't want love, he would have been sufficient with what the angels were giving him. He would have been sufficient for the way they were praising him. But it wasn't. He wanted something more. He wanted something genuine. 
something real. Who, who, who in their right mind would say they want a relationship that's forced? Who wants to be in a forced relationship? Exactly. Nobody does. Nobody wants to be in a forced relationship. And it's, it's, it's a sense of being with somebody that you're happy with. I mean, my ex-wife, I know that what she did hurt me, but she was in a forced relationship. She didn't love me. She didn't want to be with me. And I, I understand that. And I've, I've forgiven her for that. And I, I understand why she did what she did. And I have to. People are like, I can't believe you forgave her. Well, I have to forgive her. The Bible says it first off. But at the same time, too, she was in a forced relationship. She did not love me. Now, my new wife, she does love me. And I see now, when I, my own life, I see that God just wants time with us. That's all he wants. And then all, and, and, and the way you look at it, the devil knows this. And this is how I've always looked at it. If you're going through life and you're not feeling any resistance at all, that what you're doing is wrong, that's mm -hmm. when you should really check yourself. Because mm -hmm. if you feel like that what you're doing is not wrong, I guarantee you, if you look deep down inside somewhere in some way, deep down inside, you are doing something that the devil is happy about. Why would the devil want to force you out of what you're doing that's making him happy? You know, the devil fights you harder when you're doing something for God. And that's just the same with this podcast. I mean, I've been doing this podcast now since 2015. And there's some times that I've stopped it. The devil's hit me hard and I've come back. Because the fact of the matter, I look at it like, you know, the devil does hit us hard. But we have to, when that time happens, you need to hunker down, get in your prayer closet, get in your prayer room, whatever you have, and just pray to God. Listen to that meditation music. Focus on God. Think about nothing but God. And I promise you, when you do, he will open doors for you that will bless you. I'm living testimony. He'll provide you what you want. We just have to have enough faith and believing in him that he'll do it. So again, I'm going to challenge myself for 15 minutes a day, devoting it to God, whether it's reading a scripture, whether it's just meditating. And I mean by meditating, just close the doors, cut yourself off from the world, turn your cell phone off, listen to some Asian meditation, any kind of meditation, Zen music, whatever you can find. And preferably one, of course, that's obviously promotes positive. You don't want to do promoting negative. And just sit there and just thank God for what he's done in your life. Just give him that time. And I do believe if you can get to that point and you do that, I think God has something for you. I do believe that because when you take that much time and you dedicate it to God and he don't care because he doesn't have time in his mindset. There is no time to God. God is infinite. You know, God is just as patient now as he was back then because he does not have time reflecting on his life. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. But by us dedicating our time for him, it's a sacrifice that you're giving to God. He waits patiently. He's not going to ask, he's not going to force you to come to him. He's not. So if you're sitting there thinking, God, why are you not coming here? God, why are you not? He's not coming to you unless he has a need of you. He'll come to you. But he's not going to come to you and force a relationship on you. He's not going to do that. You know, even when he tempted Job, we talked about that last week. You know, Job was tempted because he knew how devoted he was to God. God trusted in Job. They had that relationship. And I've always asked that I have Job-like faith because to have faith like Job, to know that no matter what happens in your life, how bad it may get, that you still love God. You know, no matter what I've done in my life, no matter what I've um, made mistakes and what I've done to lead me to the point now, if I should die today, the one thing I want people to know that they will say at my funeral, I know it sounds we're on morbid again, but uh, the one thing I want people to say is that he loved God and he prayed to God. That's what I want to be known as. I don't want to be known as the guy that's, oh, he's the guy that did this, or he's the guy that did this worldly thing. I want to be known as the guy that loves God. And no matter what happened in my life, I always loved him and I never gave up on him. I always caught, fought, fought. I always fought to stay close to God. And I don't know, that's just something I feel like God has been laying on my heart that, you know, he is a true loving father. And a true loving father does not force anything on their children. They wait patiently for their children. And there will be that day 
and you'll tell your father, God, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, please forgive me. And the beautiful thing about it is while we're in this dispensation of grace, that he will forgive you. And he will tell you he accepts you for your mistakes and he loves you for who you are. That is true love. That is true love. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that you need to realize, the music that you listen to does impact how you view yourself yes. and the world. So true. So change your playlist. Change it up. Yes. Change it to positive things. Change it to the things of God because the Bible says we have to be careful what we let in our ears and yep. what we see with our eyes. And be- through under pressure on the inside will come out. And start with your playlist because the playlist is one of the main things because um, when Saul was being tormented by demons, what happened that made those demons go away? David came in and started playing music of the Lord, yep. worship music, yep. and it changed the whole atmosphere. So start with your playlist and let us know what changes when you change your playlist. I challenge you. Yep. And I, I'm glad you said that because that also uh, uh, quickened my mind here too to let people know this as well. But Satan, Lucifer, was actually the music director for the angels. He was in charge of the music. So I find it fascinating. And Michaela, glad you said that because that's on point to what I was thinking and I forgot to mention it earlier. He knows what to do to get to us. Satan has been doing it for years. A lot of people think, oh, he's Satan. You know, we don't need to give him any credit. Well, I look at it this way. If you don't know what your enemy's going to do, you're going to a battle that you're not gonna win because believe it, the strategist and even God in Bible days, strategists, their job was to go and see what type of enemies they were up against, how many they had, soldiers and stuff. So you need to know who you're fighting. Satan Mm -hmm. has been the musical director for the angels for centuries. So when he got casted out of heaven, what better way to get to God's people than through music? So I find it very inspiring, very inspiring when you look at the fact that the music is key. When you go to a church and you listen to the music, you can feel the spirit of God moving. But when you can tell that that church, I call it the dead church, and I hate using that terminology, I can't think of the right terminology, but when you can tell that God's not there, obviously, you don't feel that moving, you don't feel that inspired spirit of God. And that's the reason why, is because Satan has gotten his way into the music. I do believe that music is key on point to worshiping for God. You know, even in, 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 in Psalms, David was dancing to what? Music. He danced, he was in the spirit, he was dancing with God, he was excited, he was you know, exalting God's presence because the music was there. Even David playing his harp for Saul, you know, music. So, good point, Michaela. I'm glad you brought that up. That is is a very good point. Start with your playlist. That is very, very good. Uh, I like that a lot. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of GPEN Podcast. Uh, I know Michaela and I, we hope you guys have a great Monday. We enjoy doing these yes. podcasts with y'all. Don't forget, our next podcast will be this Friday. Uh, we're going to try to get the podcast aired around noon is our goal to shoot for. So around noon, mm-hmm. if Monday and Friday, you'll be able to listen to it. But if you can't listen to it at noon, here's the wonderful thing about podcasts. They're there for y'all to listen to anytime after. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Remember to go to ask.fm forward slash G pen two thirty eight. Uh, no, Michaela challenged you guys to a question there, so make sure y'all change y'all's playlist. So if you guys have any questions, that's a good playlist to uh, 
look for. Definitely ask us those questions. We'll be here to answer them for you. Uh, you can do them anonymously or you can provide your information, whichever you want. And you can also do prayer requests that way as well, too. If you want to actually ask us for a prayer request, uh, we'll actually pray for you guys as well, too, on those prayer requests. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash GPIN238. And you can also email us at GPIN238 at gmail.com. So from Russ and Michaela, you all have a great Monday. God loves you. <laughs>